The Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball Podcast. <laughs> I am your host, Freddie Rivas. Who is likely out of sync? Uh, who are you, sir? Uh, I'm the producer, Matt Duggan. And yeah, you just went full auto tuned when you said podcast, and uh, it was hilarious. I feel like, yeah, if you get a little too excited on the internet you got there, uh, you turn into a robot. <laughs> well, that doesn't bode well for me <laughs> because I like to freak out in an unprompted manner. But, uh, for anyone who's done just this, um, we are the Confederacy of Dunks basketball podcast. We are hardcore Raptors fans, uh, NBA fans, and right now we're so hardcore that uh, I'm actually recording from a cottage in Fort Erie. Uh, you know, yeah. and I had to I had to go for it because Matt recorded at his cottage. <laughs> uh, you know, two weeks in a row, so we're not missing any week here. Yeah, and I mean, you did the full... Uh, I don't know, I feel like I said folks and like expected Matt to just take it away, uh, <laughs> but I, 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 I just got too excited. But um, yeah, anyways, I feel like we're hardcore and uh, having a good time and um, and, and comes. But, uh, you know, before we get into some fun stuff, Maddie, you know, if people want to find us, listen to us, support us, uh, you know, all, yeah. all the regular stuff, how do they do that? As I always say, go to dunkspodcast.com if you want to check out our links all there. You can listen to the episodes there. Go to the sonarnetwork.com. That's our podcast network that we're a part of. They got tons of podcasts there as well as our own and Freddie's new WNBA podcast, The Pickup. Make sure that you check those out and give them a listen, subscribe and rate. We've also got, you know, Linktree set up on our Instagram and our Twitter. You can click on there. That'll boost you to the podcatchers. That'll boost you to the you know youtube and our website whatever you want whatever you want it takes you where you want to go so thank you for listening and uh yeah you know just keep doing the the same old thing looks like uh more and more people are listening that's a good sign so well uh, yeah fred what do you think uh i think they're listening because of you and your delicious <laughs> audio fully and your skills uh and you know you're just evolving podcast personality that's why i'd listen <laughs> Uh, and we have great guests. Uh, great we guests. have an awesome guest today, actually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Tua. Uh, we have George Brooks uh, coming in from LA. Uh, you know, both frequent uh, members of the or guests of the pod, and uh, I love their basketball opinions. So mm -hmm. we have some good some good convo. Uh, but Matt, I think we got to talk about this epic tournament that me and you have set up, or wow. you set up rather. Yeah. And uh, you know, for folks following along, this has been an epic battle okay basically matt set up you know one to 16 let's rank the playoff teams you know from champion to the the person who performed the worst in the playoffs and it is so unbelievably tight at one point i thought it had come down i guess to the bucks and the nets and if the bucks beat the nets i was going to win the whole thing because i had the bucks higher than matt right but all the little intricacies clearly have uh, have seemed to matter because the score right now before the final start is Matt at eight fifteen and me at eight fourteen. So, first of all, any claims of me being an expert have clearly been like just they've exploded in my face. Mm -hmm. uh, or <laughs> perhaps I am an expert and Matt is also an expert now, and we just have to acknowledge that. Uh, yeah. I mean, like you still have your number one pick in contention here. So I think it's got, we got to tilt the cap over to you. Uh, my highest pick is the sixth rank, uh, that I put the bucks in, but you know, if you want to check it out on YouTube, you can see the spreadsheet 
and see exactly what what has happened. I also have, you know, like the actual rankings of the playoffs on the the right so you can see, you know, what that perfect ranking would be. And, you know, we'll uh, we'll be able to go through that once it's completed. What's crazy, Fred, is that the NBA Finals, if they go to seven games, it could be two and a half weeks. I don't know if you noticed, but like most of the games are two or three days in between each game. So Mm -hmm. a a max of two and a half weeks for the uh, finals, which is, you know what, they've been playing a lot of basketball. So, yeah, why not give them a little bit more time? in between games to rest uh, as uh, obviously injuries have been such an issue with the, yeah. with the NBA. But Fred, I, obviously you're, you have to root for the bucks. I have to root for the Suns. That's right. I will say that uh, I'm very happy that I get to root for the Suns Cause I feel like everybody wants the Suns to win, but also, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know if you heard this, but I heard that Chris Paul during the 2019 NBA finals was texting Kyle Lowry and being like, yo man, you got to win this. You got to win this thing. And like, Kyle's like, don't worry, man, I got you. (laughs) Like, it just really warmed me up to Chris Paul even more, knowing that he was like contacting Kyle Lowry, being like, yo, man, we're these little guards that are, you know, underappreciated, like, because they are alike in a lot of ways, I guess. Totally. So I think that's really cool. And I hope that there's a story like that where Kyle's now texting Chris Mm -hmm. Paul, you know? Um, And, And from my perspective, you know, I hear that Giannis is getting, you know, texts from guys like Chuck Hayes and Baines. <laughs> um, they're saying, you know, you, the big boys, you know, don't stop believing. Um, you throw your weight around, uh, young fella, stuff like that. So, um, you know, I guess to each their own is what I'll say to that. Uh, Matt, you have your... No, Matt's story is real. Mine is not. Uh, that's actually awesome. Uh, and I, I think, you know, the CP3 Lowry comp has always kind of made sense to me. I think... Chris Paul's obviously had a better career, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not including the championship that Kyle got, but they're, they really have that, you know, be competitive at every incremental moment of the game, whether it's, you know, an untucked Jersey or it's Kyle, you know, takes like a, you know, a, a two for one. So the Raptors get, uh, you know, another shot in the first quarter. Right. But uh, yeah, you know, I think, um, Let's uh, let's get rolling here on the pod. Mm-hmm. But but before we kind of jump right in, I'll I'll just say uh, Black Lives Matter, uh, stop Asian hate, and um, email your city councilors. And is there anything else, Matt? That I usually say, defund the police. Defund the police, of course. Thank you. Uh, this uh, cottage has me a little bit loopy, and the Wi-Fi has me a little <laughs> bit fragmented. But it's that lake, lake Erie air you got coming in. It's the it's the Erie, Indiana over here, you know? Uh, that doesn't make any sense. But, Matt, thank you so much for, for laughing at my uh, weird jokes. Uh, and, and again, thanks, everyone, for listening. I hope you do enjoy the pod. It was a really fun one to have. Uh, and Matt had some pretty pretty great Raptors narrative takes in there, uh, let me just say. Uh, so, Matty, if you feel like we're, we're good to go, yeah. please, sir, just give me those sweet words, okay? Okay. Okay, let's uh, get going here on uh, our podcast uh, right before the finals. We got two awesome guests. Uh, I am coming to you from a cottage, which I'm sure me and Matt will uh, have talked about a little bit in the intro. Uh, but uh, yeah, without without further ado, um, she's amazing. She's done the podcast a bunch of times. Um, she is a huge Raptors fan, huge Stanimal fan. Uh, she's already seen a real basketball game in person because she lives in LA and they got vaccinated first. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone for George Brooks Hancock. feels like the lazy days of summer song which is nice it does yeah um how Thanks are you for that Thanks intro for us again i'm worried that stanimal won't be on the team next year and it's gonna be, i'm gonna need a new credit you know what i was just looking at your youtube and i saw that one of your last videos was about was about freddie gillespie so yes. i almost jumped i almost made that choice for you i was like the biggest freddie gillespie fan but then i was like whoa 
I, mean, I don't even know if that's true. So he might not be on the team either. I don't know what the team's going to look like. Yeah. Yeah. You probably got to pick someone who's, who's hanging out, you know? Yeah. Wolf. Um, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's bring on uh, guest number two here so we can start talking Raptors ball. Uh, he's awesome. He's done the pod a, a million times. I'm actually in his hometown right now. Uh, yeah. He, he, he's an athlete. He's a hardcore basketball fan. He's an amazing stand-up. He's just an awesome dude all around. Give it up as loud as you can, even if you're at home alone, for Yawatua. The new beach song, but it's good. <laughs> this song's so bomb. <laughs> this song's huge. I don't I don't know where it was, but Maddie was like, all all songs bops for Yao. And I was like, <laughs> good. Good with that deal. Yeah, Matt tr- Matt treats you right. I'm also glad that you're enjoying 40 Ring Ontario. Uh shout out to the Barrel Pizzeria, because you should go there. Cup and char pe- pepperoni for days. Don't say gonna- just pepperoni. Cup and char pepperoni. There is a difference. Cup of char pepperoni, the barrel. I will go. I will report back. Yes. Um, I think we got to start talking Raptors ball, though. So, uh, we do. Maddie, good sir, please just give me that most delicious Raptors sting, whatever you got. Got it. <laughs> Last time Matt got me good with RTZ. <laughs> you know, no, I'm just I'm just living in my head. <laughs> uh, I'm in Fort Erie, but uh, my producer Matt Duncan owns all of the real estate in my brain. Um, yeah, you know, uh, I think this is a weird subject to kind of get going on uh, for the Raptors, but uh, it's massive Raptors news, and I think. There's a couple different angles to it, but it's mostly just upsetting. Uh, and it's Jalen Harris uh, has been banned for a year uh, before he can even reapply to the NBA um, for a substance uh, abuse ban or like a PED ban. Um, I, I've tried to do some research and figure out kind of like if they've nailed down the substance or whatever, but I think obviously there's a lot of privacy issues. So, it seems like the main thing that has to happen first is they have to announce uh, that, in fact, he has been you know, punished for this. And before I go to anyone, I think I'll say there seems to be a lot of, uh, you know, momentum behind an updated drug policy for the NBA. And I, I obviously agree with that. I feel like it's pretty unanimous. And I think especially, you know, so early in someone's career, we need to make sure that, you know, if this was an accident, it can be kind of like, you know, curtailed, you know, or if this was an egregious offense, like is a year long suspension appropriate? Um, I don't know. I'm just getting, like, you know, big, like, you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater vibes here where it seems extremely punitive. But, uh, you know, if either of you have another opinion and you're like, hey, this is, you know, what it is a bit harsher take, that's fine. Um, but yeah, yeah. L- l- let me go to you first. Yeah. What's your, what's your take on this? Are you, are you shocked or. I find drug offenses. You no, know, this is some coming from someone who doesn't do drugs. Uh, uh, I don't even smoke weed, it, which is really weird because I perform comedy and sometimes I'm funny, but um, ha. I, I, you're funny quite often. Oh, thank you. But uh, I find drug offenses archaic. Uh, because we're de- also dealing with the one in the Olympics, and I find them just kind of like this weird space where, like, the science isn't up to the rules and it's very old school thinking. Now, I again, they haven't told us what the drug is, but like, you're suspending this guy for a year for drugs, and then you have two uh, um, uh, uh, suspected uh, domestic violent perpetrators who got coaching jobs. So it's really hard for me to be like look at this, but this is fine. Um, no, it totally, it's infuriating. It's, like, it's, to yeah. me, yeah, no, I was going to say, point. Like, it's infuriating. So, again, I don't know what the drug is. I don't think the, I don't think the right move for any of those drugs 
it's either pain management or there's something going on. But the, I don't think the right move is to take someone's livelihood away. So it's either he, it's a cry for help where you're like getting the help he needs, or like it's recreational, which is who cares, or it's he's dealing or managing some sort of pain. So I've never understood. Like I can't think of a drug that would warrant this. I, I think I think you hit a really key point, uh, and you know. But before I go to you, George, I'll just say, um, yeah, the pain management issue I think is is coming up quite a bit, and it makes me think of other sports. You know, often you know PEDs are yeah. used in like uh, injury recovery, so I think obviously you can't have people taking you know unfair advantages over others, but at the same time, it's one of those things that seems like the rules are murky at times. And, uh, you know, I, I go back to uh, what the Derek Rose MVP year where, you know, he said 80% of the NBA uses PEDs. And then, you know, the LeBron response a week later was like, absolutely not. It's about 5%. And, you know, it was telling, right? Because it was like, people approach this very differently. And I think, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I don't want to go off too far on a tangent, but George, what's your kind of take on this? Like, you know, were you shocked or, you know, do you find it upsetting or? Um, well, at first, first of all, I, I I don't agree with the punishment, but I want to say like at first when I saw the headline, I was like, oh man, he smoked weed and this is stupid. But then I realized it's not weed because if you get caught smoking weed in the NBA, you get a five game suspension. But if it's a more harsh drug, you get a two-year suspension, but he got one because he's a rookie. So the, first of all, I don't saying I don't think a one-year suspension. I think that's too much. But they yeah. do. They did give him less of a suspension because he's a rookie and he is young. Hmm. So they have the same ideology, sort of, that we have. But it, I think it's too harsh. Again, we don't know what he did, but pain management seems viable since he was injured last year. Um, also though, don't you, f I feel like if it's a, a drug that harm, most drugs are harmful, but like weed's not, but like if it's a, I don't know, a street drug, I feel like he should have to like retest in a month. And then if he's still positive, then there's a suspension of some kind. Yeah, I think it should be like a strike rule. Like I think a one year or two year suspension, whatever that is, should come after like three strikes. And you've already sent someone in your organization to support. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like, I agree. Yeah, with that. Like there should be so there should these people work for you. So you should be taking care of them. Totally agree. Very, very well said. These people work for you, so you should be taking care of them. And I think, you know, regardless, well, I, you know, I shouldn't say regardless of the infraction, but it does seem, yeah, whether it's pain management, whether it's, you know, you're taking something uh, that a doctor has actually prescribed, but it's, you know, doesn't fit the NBA kind of list. And, you know, again, I don't want to create reasons for I mean, what he could have done cocaine could have been or whatever, but totally. Yeah, it's like, um, okay, I'm like, I'm even thinking of like PEDs. Like, I can't think of a PED that's worth a year suspension. You know what I mean? Or the one that helps performance that much. Like, yeah, or, the dude's scrawny. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's going to make him stronger because he got injured. But like, again, I, I can't think of one that's going to be like, hey, we can't play for a year because it's nuts to me. Well, also, sorry. No, go, go ahead. I don't remember how old Jalen is, but I think 22, maybe 23. And I'm just like at 22 or 23, you should really be given some second opportunities and help. Like, it's just like the things I did at that age to lose a hundred percent you've worked at is so disgusting, especially since like, I know we talked about the coaches who've been re-implemented. Also, you mentioned Jalen Rose who fully like, raped a woman and um was like oh i did do that <laughs> sorry I, I just gotta say derrick rose oh shit who did i jalen rose is amazing yeah so sorry, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. i say jalen yeah i think so yeah. <laughs> these mistakes are how <laughs> this is how good people screw us <laughs> it is this is why you shouldn't believe all women uh oh, god <laughs> um <laughs> me just me specifically anyways 
Oh, but what about like, you know, uh, Terrence last year? Wow, I forget his last name. Oh, Terrence, Terrence Davis, yeah. Like, is, is, you know, arrested for something, still has to go through the judicial system. But don't you think testing positive for a drug that's illegal, you would still then have to go through the judicial system? Like, it seems like pretty similar cases to me like you're arrested for beating up a girl yes you haven't been proved guilty yet so you get to keep playing nba until you're proved guilty well hey you were not arrested but basically the same thing tested positive for uh illegal substance you then should still get a court you should then still have to be proved guilty i there's a new process to it i I think i think you i think you, you you both kind of brought up the you know the the, 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 these other kind of like domestic assault situations in the NBA because there's murky area there and you know in the area of kind of like abusing drugs or or taking PEDs it seems like such a like a quick definitive decision uh, but anyways you know I, th- I think I want to move on because this is a bit of a green <laughs> subject and also and accusing men of rape at this point <laughs> no no um, but uh, no, no I think like you're good, by the way, George. You're good. Yao, you're good. We're all good. No, it's um, I think it's an evolving situation too. So we're, we're going to learn a bunch about what exactly you know if you can apply, uh, you know, for some type of like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, when when you get punished appeal. and you appeal, yeah, some like what the appeal process is like and and that sort of thing. But I also um, wonder if he can play in like another league until his suspensions over yeah i mean his him staying in shape is going to be a major major issue like making the nba is hard he was a late round draft pick like yeah he, he looked good he or whatever looked, but right now he is like we'll talk about it later but he is on like on uncertain ground especially 100%, yeah. as a guard so mm-hmm. we'll see I th- um I okay let's move on training. though oh sorry so um no no it's all good um yeah, so I think with the – I just want – you know, we talked about it a little bit last uh, last pod with, with Siakam and um, basically the Warriors floating a trade that sounded better for them, which makes a lot of sense because franchises do that. That's how you get – you know, it wouldn't be wild if the Lakers would say this season that they want Beal, right? Beal's really good. Those types of rumors I think are how, you know, they kind of move and shake things. Plus, you also have the looming Maasai stuff. Plus, obviously, Kyle Lowry. And I think on this pod and everywhere else, like these things have sort of been talked to death. So what I'm kind of looking for from both of you is just something else on the Raptors radar that either you're thinking about, focusing on, whatever. Um, And let's just kind of hit some new subjects. So, yeah, George, I want to start with you. You know, nothing related to this Raptors rumors or or Masai or Lowry. Like, what else is on your mind in terms of Um, the Raptors world? Okay, well, I think this falls into the same category. I'm also very excited to find out who they draft. But um, I think the thing I'm the most um, worried or nervous about is whether or not the Raptors get to play in Toronto. Yeah, that's the thing I'm mm. thinking about almost more than anything else. Uh, I mean, I'm also worried about the amount of guards we potentially are going to have on our team, especially if we especially with the top four or five draft picks, mostly being guards. Um, but yeah, I just am really afraid that we're not going to be able to play in Toronto again. Yeah, I think, I don't know, maybe I'm a bit too optimistic, but I feel like the way things are trending, I'm. it's like a, an announcement of some type is inevitable. I guess, you know, in Ontario here, we're waiting on stage three, which, you know, I'm not sure what stage packed basketball arenas is. Maybe that's stage four, or I don't even know what the stages really are. But um, it does seem like, you know, Things are kind of getting better, but I feel like that's a really valid concern, particularly from a franchise that, you know, we were trying to repeat and then the pandemic happened and the bubble happened and Siakam and, you know, then the year in Tampa. And it's like that feeling, whether I'm watching it on TV or, you know, lucky enough to be there, I think is just going to be so magical. Okay. Can I just give you a quick follow up, George? Like, when yeah. you th- when you're wondering about that, 
is it part like concern or kind of like hope or like are you just like kind of wondering like where you'll be or it's only for the raptors that i um i mean i'm quite anxious to visit home but it sounds like that's going to be able to happen soon since i have both my shots and if i get a negative i think what they say july 5th i guess they pushed it i can't never keep track but yeah i'm more i'm just really concerned because i think the raptors even last year's raptors were a lot better than they played and i think a big part of that is because they were in tampa and like Especially in the second half of the season when other team like when there were people in the arenas and the yeah. Raptors are getting booed in their home space and we're just such an amazing fan base that like I just and I really want like I really want Gary Trent, who I'm hoping gets re-signed. It sounds like he is or did he? I don't last I, I th- saw it looked I like I think he- it looks likely. I want him to know what it's like to play. He seems so gung-ho on Toronto. I want him to hear what it's like to play in Scotiabank. I want um, I want the rookies to have that because I think sometimes being drafted or to Canada is a little bit of a bummer, but then you get there and you realize it's such a fucking sick vibe that you... I just want them to experience that. Like, um, Malachi didn't get to... I just... Anyways. Yeah. I, I no, want I, them to have that. George, I feel like if you had your own personal soundbite, it would be you saying, if you arrive to Toronto and think it's not that cool, you're wrong because it has super awesome fucking vibes. Although I messed up your own quote. You you know what? Just a bit of a sloppy time here. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Cottage vibes. Cottage vibes, you know? We're we're doing our best here with the Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, same to you. Uh, I, I want to know kind of like what's on your mind that isn't the regular, you know, Twitter Raptor stuff right now. Uh, there's two. One, uh, if you listen to this podcast and you listen to me throughout the season, I, like George said, uh, Tampa is not home. Uh, they have said it. It is a different vibe. Uh, that team is going to be demonstrably better once they're home because that, like, just being in the atmosphere – where you're loved and wanted makes you play better. We have a better home court than Tampa. Uh, it's safe to say that the taxes did not draw the t- that team there because they pay less taxes this year because they played in Tampa. Um, mm-hmm. So that was one. I can't wait. I, I can't wait till we get the official award. It looks like it's going to. Uh, uh, for someone who is studying the numbers, uh, it looks like we'll have basketball in Toronto in the fall, which would be great. Uh, but my other, the other things I was thinking about is just kind of like, what's the makeup of this team going to be? I mean, reciting Gary would be, is going to be great. Um, but then what does our lineup look like, uh, with the draft? So I kind of think like all the, all those rumors, whether I like them or not, are out there and I don't care. We won't talk about those, but we still have to think about the makeup of the team. Who's going to be the five or who's going to be that starting big that we're going that needs to be in that spot that we need to solve that problem that Aaron Baines did not solve. Yeah. Uh, Was he not coming back? I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just like, kind of like I keep thinking about the makeup of like this team. uh, What like in general? Yeah. I'm I'm hearing rumors that I'm not the biggest fan of, but like, let's say those rumors are just rumors. Like what's next? What, what gets, who's going to play the center next year? Uh, I feel like all every other position doesn't have as big of a question mark as center. And I feel like that is like one of the big things that we need to solve in the off season. Um, outside of that, I'm very excited to see our boys back home and, you know, locking up the four seed in the East and making oh, a yeah. in the playoffs. And that's, that's my preseason pick is them at four. I like it. I like it too. I'm, I'm not, not sure. Ambitious. I'm not sure where I'm at. Yeah, not, not too ambitious, but seems like rather pretty grounded. I I agree, George. And it's kind of like, I feel like, they're, yeah, I'm curious to see what the Raptors are all about next year and, and the center spot and actually returning to our home crowd is going to be so key. But uh, Matt, I know you're there. Please come in because I wanted to hear your perspective on this too. Um, Whoa. You know, Oh, yeah. Matt, Matt's like, did you wake me up? Um, you sorry, woke just, me from my slumber. I'm just trying to mimic your hilarious sound, Matt. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, you're you're hearing us all the time talk about the the 
the regular stuff, the uh, Siakam rumors, the Lowry yeah. situation, and of course, Masai. Uh, mm-hmm. What else are you interested in right now? <clears throat> well, I mean, it's interesting because I feel like if you're not thinking about that stuff because it's so major with Masai and Kyle and then you know, what they do with the draft and whatnot, then and you you obviously are, yeah, it, it does shift to, are they going to play in Toronto again? But I'm thinking of it in a different way uh, pertaining to, like, how free agents are affected by, say, uh, it gets announced somewhat soon that they are not going to be in Toronto for another year. Does that affect free agents? Do they see that as a 72-game away schedule that, you know, like... How do, like how does that affect? And also, what happens to these the, like Freddie and the season seat holders? Like, what about Nav? I'm worried about Nav. He hasn't been to a game in like over a year and a half or whatever. It doesn't feel right not to see him on the court. Uh, and yeah, like I I just I feel like them them being told that they can play in Toronto this year. It's just going to be a huge relief for so many people just knowing that like normalcy is possibly returning to the world. Um, but yeah, I am worried about like, you know, cause free agents are hard for the Raptors and yeah, the last thing we need is a reason for them to go, Oh God, I don't want it. That's going to be a tough season kind of thing. So yeah, I think that's, that's pretty much all I'm thinking of. Your season think, seats, Freddie. I'm thinking of your season okay. seats. I'm thinking that all of you nailed this, and and Matt, you really you nailed it hard. And the fact that you included me in the same sentence as Nav, <laughs> yeah, that's just big. Dude, <laughs> you have like you have another hundred episodes of facts noises. You're good. <laughs> Thanks for comparing me to Nav, even for a brief moment. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, I haven't been thinking about the negative, uh, you know, I guess, sell or, or, or the backlash to not having certainty when you're trying to attract free agents. But, it, you know, it, it played in last year, uh, I think, with Surge potentially. So it definitely is a scenario that isn't great. And I hope it's resolved soon. And I feel like we hit all the other all the other you know, non-major stuff and uh, the center too is, is, uh, is kind of this like seeming like uh, the last piece before we get going again. Uh, no one thinks we're contenders right now, but it seems like we're in this weird, I don't know, this weird space that is prohibiting us from going forward and building. But uh, I feel like, I feel like we covered the Raptors stuff right now. Everyone's thinking finals, uh, so we're going to get there. But uh, before we get to the finals, we're going to talk some Team Canada. Um, and uh, we're, we're going to do that right after this. I never do that. And I feel like I'm supposed wow. to. I feel like I actually did it right this time. Um, maybe. You but, did. Uh, <laughs> did I? Nice. Uh, okay, Maddie. Uh, if you feel like uh, you want to talk some NBA basketball, please, sir. Just give me your most delicious Adam Silver tugboat sounding stick. This is Adam Silver. National Basketball Association. He got me. He got me good. Um... I never know if that's attached and I'm just like jumping it or Matt's waiting for me to, you know what? Thanks for comparing me to Nav. Uh, <laughs> Yao, I want to go to you first on this one. And, uh, you know, before I go to you, I'll just, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll mention where I'm coming from, which is uh, I've been really excited about team Canada for a long time. Like I think a lot of people and it's always this, this tough dance we have to do uh, with the, and this is Canada basketball, by the way, and men's basketball, the women are in the Olympics. They're killing it. But for the men, it's this weird dance of having to compete for meaningful games while most of your players are, are in the NBA. Uh, and this, this tournament that just happened, you know, only existed because we had a heartbreaking loss to Puerto Rico, you know, in a, in a previous FIBA tournament, but it was kind of clear that we had the best talent. And for anyone who watches a lot of international basketball, these people grow up together. There's a lot of continuity. It's really tough to be the team that brings in a bunch of ringers. And, you know, the U.S. makes it look easy because their ringers are just so out of this world. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, 
all that prefacing, Canada looked good. Uh, you know, we were getting better as the tournament went along. We had this awesome game against Czech Republic where we had the, you know, the McGrady comeback uh, style scenario where, you know, Wiggins was hitting threes and, and Barrett was doing crazy stuff. And it was just so, so exciting. And Thomas Sadaransky hit a fadeaway, like, bank shot over Lou Dort, who was also incredible. Uh, and, and, and Canada lost, and we won't be in the Olympics, and it's another four years till we can. Um, and, you know, kind of who cares about the Olympics in a sense. But I think that this was an opportunity for Canada basketball uh, mm-hmm. that was lost. So with all that preface, uh, I just wanted to – kind of give the listeners a quick recap if they if they're wondering or they didn't watch it or whatever and just kind of check in with how, how you two feel about it um but yeah yeah you know what's your take on team canada what do you think so uh this is always like for me at least it feels like a contentious subject because it's really the u.s has such pride in playing for the national team do you know what i mean they have a like if you think of players who play for the national team, you you could you could think of your Michael Jordans, your Kobe Bryant's, your LeBron James. You have your dream team, your redeem team, um, where people like James Harden wants to go out and play for the Olympic team. Where um, so like it's really difficult because the best Canadian players are always. It seems like they're discouraged to come play for the team. Like when Wiggins decided to play, it was like a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I'm hoping it sparks something in them for them to lose such a close game to be in that position to think that they have a better team than what's on paper uh, to encourage more people to go out. Because, like, there's two things that kind of affect um, the quality of basketball player coming out of this country. One is the Toronto Raptors that, uh, that we love and hold near and dear to our hearts. And the other is actually seeing Canadians play at a high level. And I think if we treated like the Olympics kind of like the Drew League or the Crown League where people are like chopping at the bit to play because they want to get the minutes, then we could see a big improvement not only in the quality of player that comes out of the country, but like uh, we could see Canada – rightfully competing for medals in a few years. It takes like, it'll take a couple decades to get past your Lithuanias and your Spains to like compete with the U S considering mm-hmm. that a lot of our guys play AAU with those guys like RJ Barrett. Yeah. People keep forgetting RJ Barrett was the number one recruit coming out of high school to Duke with in the same class as Zion. Like yeah. there was a point where it was like, RJ Barrett or Zion going number one before like Zion separated himself. So um, all that to say is uh, I, I just love that there was a bit of excitement, even though we lost and hopefully a light to fire underneath Canadian basketball players. So more of them show up because we have the talent. I like it. I, lo- I love the, the Drew League comp. And I like that you're coming in from a more optimistic, like less crush place than me, because that's that's just it. You know, Barrett's 21. Wiggins is 26, 27. So I think maybe, you know, next time around for him, he'll be 30. But the, this wave of players is younger even than Wiggins. Uh, you know, so I think, you know, Jamal Murray and, you know, Shea, Dort, uh, George, you know, where are you at with Team Canada? Like, uh, obviously, you're living in the U.S., but yeah, you're you're a Canadian, you know. Um, but yeah, we don't, you know, we don't have a history of like priding ourselves on basketball necessarily. Olympics so at all, <laughs> or yeah, or the Olympics, you know, unless it's the Winter Olympics, which is always weird because uh, yeah. it's like, yeah, how many countries are going hard at it, anyways? Well, I have a few thoughts on Canada basketball, especially this year. Um, it, I do feel like it's really unfortunate that this was a year for us where it was like our best chance in a, in a really long time. And yet it was the same year that like the NBA went late. They played a ton of games back to back. There's a lot of injuries. Yes. It, it just kind of set us up to, it, it honestly reminds me of like the Suns having an amazing season and then being against the Lakers in round one where you're just like, ha. what are the odds? <laughs> but I, know. I mean, different outcome, obviously. Totally. Also, um, yeah, you said something that made me think when you were like, you know, James Harden wants to go play for the Olympics and like the superstars that are American want to play for the Olympics. The problem 
I think there is that the Canadian superstars, you know, aren't we don't have we have amazing players, but we don't have a James Harden in that he's going to get work no matter what. Like James Harden doesn't have to worry, even if he gets injured, he's probably going to get re-signed or whatever. Like he's whereas our players like, you know, the reason why Ken Birch didn't play is because yeah, he's a free he, he agent needs a contract. He needs a contract and all our guys really need contracts or, Kelly or Olenek, yep. they're injured which was like Shay and I mean, Jamal Murray, Murray. I think he would have played because mm-hmm. Jamal Murray is probably like the only one that I think would, doesn't have to worry about a contract as much. But anyways, do you know what I'm saying? Like that's it's not yeah. really, yeah. I think, I think uh, you, you hit a really good point too, is like this kind of like this super high status and yeah, you know, Wiggins isn't quite there. Well, we'll see what he gets in, you know, in free agency. And uh, I think he has one more year in his contract. One more but, you know, Jamal Murray does seem like he got the max uh, RJ top, you know, you know, kind of like, um, yeah, I was saying before he separated himself before Zion separated himself, RJ, you know, was, was, was the dude. And, and I think that the Knicks were, you know, happy to get him and he looked good there this year and he looked good in this game he was taking over you know there's no one on Czech Republic who could stop his drives and uh you know he's a lefty so that's always like a fun kind of dangerous thing but yeah I think I think you really hit a good point there as far as like just having your own personal cachet where you can make something cool uh, you both kind of hit this point I think Canada needs to invest hard in being cooler uh that, that sounds juvenile or, or, or it sounds like a like a unreal solve to an actual problem but they're no. yeah well you know what is pride if not kind of like these these people enjoying themselves and it's like they want to be at canada basketball because it's fun and it's like a who's who you know that's sorry george I told my husband like last week, I was like, oh, Canada just got cool like in the last five years. Like it it was like always a joke. And then now there's something about Canada that's cool. And I think it's the Raptors and Drake who did it. <laughs> but before that, like Canada it's wasn't cool reason, at all. Yeah. People think I always say, play the Raptors was a waste of money. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. It was the best investment you, you could. Oh, make. my goodness. Hey, anyone who says that, I'm like, I want to one up their Drake hate by just saying, I believe that Drake deserves a certain amount of Canada's GDP. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, you think he's not valuable to the Raptors? I think he makes Canada money. So you know what? Like, you, you're not really understanding Drake the business very well. I think if you if you say something like that, but um, yeah, let's talk. Let's talk finals, uh, Georgia. I want to go to you first and. You know, I forget what my original question even was for this, but, you know, it's just kind of finals talk. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, it was, it was definitive narrative. So pretty open ended. You know, what, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I guess I guess what do you think the biggest story will be from these finals? I think the narrative. And again, since I haven't started playing it yet, we'll see. I feel like I've been wrong a lot this season. <laughs> all Hey, all we're, we're, we're all just taking guesses here. I think the narrative is going to be like, Chris Paul is a winner and that um, the Bucks are not coached well. <laughs> like I still think it's going to be like Budenhoser's can't win and he doesn't do well in playoff basketball, even though they made the finals. But they made it like they suck. I hate the Bucks. <laughs> I hate them so much. I, I love your your Bucks hate. I I don't. I mean, you know, people listen to this pod know I don't really hate the Bucks. I think maybe because we sunned them as a as a franchise. So there's this part of me that it's like I I don't hate you, man, because like, yeah, man, we that was cool. Even this like, season, we, we destroyed you. <laughs> Right. What's that? Even this season, we fucking put them in their place. Like we didn't put nobody in their place all season, but we won back to back. That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> that was like the best part of our season. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, first of all, yeah, I love your Bucks hate. And, and I do think that um, narratively makes a lot of sense because Chris is at that point where it's like, wow, this oh, there's a lot of storylines going on in these playoffs. But at the same time, you 
have waited 16 years for this. You run OKC last year and they were good and they traded you away. You know, you were part of the, the unit that almost beat the peak Warriors. I love my Raptors, but the Warriors were hurt when we played them. They were not hurt when the Rockets almost beat them. And Chris Paul's injury, you know, might be the single reason. I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of different stuff. But, yeah, I think that's – that's. I love that, George. It's also satisfying to me that James – even though I wanted the Nets to – I kind of wanted the Nets to go further. Um, It was satisfying to me that James Harden didn't get to the finals, but Chris Paul did. Because – I'm just thinking about that right now. I mean, all, all honestly, the Nets and the Clippers not making the finals from, for me, from like, you know, just from a team building perspective, like I like the way that Phoenix and the Bucks have built their teams. I feel like it's healthier for the league. It's more fun to me. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't begrudge anyone jo- wanting to join up with anyone because do what you got to do. But at the same time, I, I definitely enjoyed watching those teams lose, not in the in the ways that they were injured, because that was really horrible. But um, yeah, yeah. L- 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 let me go to you. What's your, you know, yeah. Are you Chris Paul is a winner and and Bud? Oh yeah, I should comment on that too. Bud still being a loser will be a hilarious narrative if. If this ends and it's like, Bud, you made it to the finals and you still sucked. One, I'm glad that I went second for this. Two, uh, I'm glad George said, I'm glad you said your answer because whatever you said, I was going to say the opposite team. Um, But I I, I have a stronger point for this. The definitive narrative would be, uh, uh, yes, for the people listening at home, I'm hoping that Chris Paul gets his ring. he, he's already the fifth best point guard of all time. He can't get to four, no matter how hard he tries. You have to pull off some sort of miracle to get there, but he's not going to, uh, the past Isaiah. Um, right. in, in my, in my humble opinion, there's a big gap between four and five and he is already at five, uh, even though other people won ranks, but the defensive narrative for me is Giannis stepping into a different level of superstardom in history that like, that people are not really thinking about because he has two MVPs and no, and without a championship, if he gets two MVPs in a championship before age 30, he's 26 right now. He joins like this pantheon of like of basketball players that have achieved such a feat. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Steph Curry, um, Moses Malone, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Wow. Like the, he, he steps into a different level and he does it without being able to shoot. And I think it changes. I, I need people to realize that basketball has played a bunch of different ways. Um, people right now are only like dunks and threes. Um, and the league has never only been one way, but it's always been mm-hmm. like one way, like one person does something different and people want to emulate that and they just can't. And so Giannis is doing his own thing and he gets to be uh, – Amongst the best players of all time, he gets to be there before age 30. He gets to be historically a top 25 player. Um, I think those are all huge things. I think Chris Paul has cemented his legacy. He wins a championship. It's it's like cherry on top of the Sunday, but like Giannis takes takes things to a whole new level. And I think people need to actually kind of think about now he's hurt. And I think if he wasn't hurt, they'd win. But like. It's it's and again, I if he was a raptor, like if he came to the Raptors next year, he all these feats will be like accomplished and he'd probably get a third MVP. So part of me is bitter and my bitterness yeah. is uh is fine. I'm fine with it. But uh what like, Yeah, you, you gotta let it out though. But like I, I only said, turned on him. I only turned on him when he re-signed <laughs> with the Bucks. Ah. Like I wasn't really rooting for the Bucks because I never like Mike Budenhoser, but when Ooh. he resigned instead of coming to Toronto, and everyone thinks I'm crazy that I was for sure believing he was coming. Um, that's when I was like, "You're on your own. You'll never learn to shoot." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, he's a really interesting player because I feel like there's there's the Ben Simmonses of the league who kind of have this like glaring thing, and you know, there's like the late game situation, and people wonder like, you know, could they? whatever, like be the best player. And I think for Giannis, the conversation, you know, to Yao's point, 
is uh, is kind of interesting because it's like he's already been the best player in the league twice. So you can't really come at him with like, oh, this guy's not the best. It's like, well, he's already been the best twice. And arguably. Yeah, it's right, right. You know, but but he won the award. And I and I think like, yeah, arguably for sure. And I think, you know, what I wanted to touch on was like, I think, yes, he can cement himself as a champion, but I'm curious to see where he lands, you know, how this injury computes with the fact that, you know, if he does lose, does he enter kind of like LeBron's Spurs territory? where it's kind of like this guy is the best, but he needs to figure out how to win at the highest level still. Uh, yeah. And, and I don't you know, think it's the same thing because like when LeBron lost to the Mavs, it was like, he, you got neutralized and embarrassed right mm-hmm. now. He obviously is hurt. And I think that's the only reason why he's not going to win. Right. He hyperextended his knee and the injury that like, He's questionable. Even if he does come back, he's like what sixty to seventy percent of who he is, and he has to prove that that's going to be stuff to get him. It's, yeah. it's a gruesome injury for a player that plays the way he plays. Like he's not like if he was a catch and shoot player or he was a little bit slower, like um, like Joker is, he'd be fine. But he's not. He relies on like big cuts and euro steps to get to the hole, and the hyper percent of need does not help that. So I, I, I think that's, for me at least, that's the definitive one that we could – I love the fact that we've seen greatness in our lifetime. Like I've seen Michael Jordan play. I've seen Magic play. I've seen Shaq play. I've seen LeBron play. It would be nice to be like, oh, I also see, saw Giannis play. But at the same time, I'm like, go Suns. Yeah, I'm for me, I'm like, go excitement. I want I want seven games and a buzzer beater, you know, and and, and just to clear the air, because I feel like me, me and Yao are are often quite synced up on opinions. And just so you know, Yao, I, you know, I don't think Giannis is like working his way to being as good as LeBron. Like, I do think that I don't think, listen, when LeBron leaves, we'll be searching for the next LeBron for a bit. It's not Luca. It's not Giannis. It's not anybody in the league, in my opinion. Yes, we we both agree that you. The GOAT is LeBron, and that's a whole other conversation, but we've been on the same page about that for a while. I do think, though, between, like, GOATs, between, like, Michael and LeBron, there are players that are the best player in the league, and that could be Giannis. Um, because I heard some wild thing on uh, on sports – I'll say it. Uh, I heard some wild thing on ESPN where they said at one point Sha- – they said Shaq was never the best player in the league because he couldn't shoot at the end of the games. And I'm like, that is the most crazy – Yeah, that's just not correct. thought. I th- it's, it's like skill and how good a player is is sometimes an opinion that is factually incorrect. Shaq was the best player in the league for three years. Peak Shaq is probably the most talented unstoppable player of all time. Like Shaq at his absolute peak, which only lasted like two years is like the best player, like the highest of the high of best players. So I do like, I do think LeBron, I mean, Giannis can get to a place where you're like, we all can agree that he's the best player in the league. Um, but I don't think he'll ever get to like the levels like that, like LeBron ever got to, like, he's not going to be like an all time top five player. Mm-hmm. I mean, Prove me wrong, um, but I, I won't believe it. If he's going to be coached by Mike for the rest of his career. Oh my gosh! But I am way. loving this. Like George, like uh, are we, are we talking enough about Mike Budenholzer? Because <laughs> George, I, I don't care if he makes finals; he's going to blow it. I don't know why, man. Also, correct me if I'm wrong, because I did like there. First of all, there are so few black coaches in the NBA. Obviously, we all know that's quite a problem. I think. There were four this year. I Googled it, and that sounds lower than I thought. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it was actually it's, it's, lo- it's lower than it's been actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I listened to a there, there was a good um, the Spinsters did a little little thing on it. It, it was actually in in the nineties there was more uh, head black coaches than there are now. So so I think there were four this year, but I could be wrong. But if that is true, that means three of those four, which is seventy five percent went to the like conference finals. Yes. And Mike Budenhoser, this isn't another reason to dislike him, but because I already don't like him, I was like, well, he's also the only white coach. So fuck him. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, man. Hey George, Anyways. I'm on the same page as you, but, but it's, no, it's a point forever. He's been a terrible coach forever. Who happens to have the blessing of having a superior, superior athlete on this game. Yeah. He's terrible. 
He's terrible. You had five all stars in Atlanta. You couldn't get him past LeBron. Like, how dare you call yourself? Okay, it's funny because I actually don't hate. I don't hate him. I, I just actually think he's don't overrated. Overrated. Also, yeah, it would. But my Mike Budenholzer thing is that I think. You know, his growth is too incremental for like what the NBA actually is. And he coaches at a high level, but kind of has these weird areas that are that are super key to winning where he, he can slip. But I mean, I think he made a good adjustments against Brooklyn. I'll just say that. He's and, done better uh, this and, uh, year, obviously. Uh, and, but, you know, Drew helps as well. Um, but, you know, what? let's, let's do some quick- <laughs> Let's let's do some uh, quickish questions to wrap this baby up. Uh, and sorry for any cutting off. I feel like my Wi-Fi is bugging me out, guys. Uh, okay, but uh, Maddie, uh, if you're there, I know you're there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I am. Question. Quickish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Matt's voice was a little bit like scrambled on in my, on my end, and it definitely sounds like a scary demon. Uh, but <laughs> it was a good scary demon. This is quickish questions. Uh, I'm gonna stumble through these questions, slur, maybe get confused, perhaps misread a comma. That's okay. You have to respond as quick as you possibly can. No phoning a friend. Uh, no blaming uh, poor connection on me. Um, no, you know, you, Matt, you can't repeat any questions. Oh. Uh, and, and, um, it's good yeah. Uh, are we ready or what? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. No. Let's go. Uh, let's let's go. Yao, George, Matt. Yao. Will the Raps keep or trade the fourth pick? Yes. It's uh, <laughs> keep or trade it. They'll they'll keep it. They'll keep okay. it and then trade it for something. Wow! Yes to both. I love it, yeah. George. Yes. Finals predictions. Oh, the Suns in six. Maddie. Yeah. If you could take any player from the NBA Finals and put them on the Raptors, who would it be? Um, you know, I'm going to say, well, oh, God, how can I? No, Devin Booker. Wow. Devin Booker. <laughs> yeah, I'm passing on Giannis because he's not playing. He's disqualified. Yow. No, it's a good answer. Yeah. Do you think there's a mid-career rejuvenation potential for Wiggins? Yes, absolutely. I, I, I don't even think he's gone everywhere, but uh, Devin Booker is definitely the formula we find where you let him be the leading scorer, but you have someone else be the leader. And I think that's the problem. Everyone wants the first pick overall to be the leader, and that that's not necessarily the case. Totally agree. George, mm-hmm. if the Suns win, is Giannis the next best player in the league without a ring narrative? No. Sorry, that's, that's the question. I, there's another part, but I'm going to Say that to me. Oh yeah, I don't think so. I'm trying to. I think there's a player that I think is who's better than him who doesn't have a ring. Like James Harden doesn't have a ring, right? Well, James he does Harden not have a ring. Great. I don't think he, James Harden's better. He doesn't know. Yeah, but you know what? I don't I'm know sure, if he's though. better than Giannis. I'm sorry. Quickish questions. Quickish I don't. I don't know. Pass. <laughs> hey, fair, Matty D. Yeah. What other young player, this is an extension of the question, but what other young player has a next vibe that isn't just best player? Example, next irritant after Pat Bev, next charge taker after Lowry. Oh, dear. Interesting question. Thank you for that. Um, I think... uh... (laughs) This is a hard one for me to answer. Compliments now. It's a new technique. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm trying to think uh, in the finals, right? No, um, just anywhere. Yeah. Oh dear. Okay. Uh, the next Aaron Baines is <laughs> is uh, oh, 
God. There's only one Aaron Baines. Yeah, that's the. There's only one. Sorry, I, I'm drawing a blank here as well. We're really failing hey, on the quickest questions. Qu quickest questions are coming at you fast, guys. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, buzzer for himself. Harsh for fair. Yeah. Uh, will the Raps keep or trade Siakam to the Warriors? Oh, they'll keep him. Correct. George. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> I just don't think it's a good trade. Me either. George, I was going to ask uh, this to the group in general, but I will just ask it here. At what point should Raptors fans be worried that we haven't heard any news about the signing of Masai Ujiri? I'm already worried. I'll be honest. I'm already worried. So I think now, but my cousin says he's not worried. So, and he he's he's a big fan too. <laughs> Okay, you heard, you heard it from George and George's cousin, so difference of opinions, you know? Uh, Maddie, next yeah. up is, um, do, uh, do the Chris Stapps, uh, oh yeah, sir, do Chris Stapps to the Raptors rumors make you ill? <sighs> those, those rumors exist? I haven't even heard those. Oh, that does make me ill. No. <laughs> That's the answer. I'm yes. ill. <laughs> you just made Matt ill and he did it. <laughs> okay, this last one's an all play. Maddie, I mean, I hope you're ready for it. Uh, oh you're going to have a bit of time. Uh, yeah, you first. You are the antagonist of the new Space Jam film. Oh. Which five Raptors someone use the present roster and someone choose from all-time Raptors? Okay, Anthony Hall's making some demands here. Do you steal from uh do you steal from to give your okay, who do you steal from to give your minions a chance to beat the Toon Squad? I think I think what we're looking for here is it's like the Raptors you'd steal abilities from to give minions or robots or whatever the case may be. That's how Yao awesome. gets it. Yeah, yeah, I understand. I get it. Uh, former Raptors. Let's let's be honest. I'll, I'll take the most obvious off the table. Vince Carter. I'm gonna zap his powers. Vince Prime Vince Carter. Um, do you want all five of them? No, no. Let's go. Let's go one for one. So, so we're we're making we're making the, yeah, the so Raptors, Raptors monsters. Prime Vince. Prime uh, Vince. George. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Jerome Williams. Do you remember him? JYD. Oh, I love JYD. Oh my God. Do you yes. remember him? Some people I, I, don't know who I'm talking about because it's usually because I can't remember his name and I'm always like, you know, the junkyard dog. And they're like, who? Um, and you're like, pardon me? DeMar I think Carroll? we need his no. personality more than anything. Matt. You know, the fact that he can play don't hurt, but that that real, that oh, personality yeah. is we got to have on the team. Damn right. So we got uh, Vince, JYD, Matty D, who is uh, who's the next Monstar. I don't even know if you know who the Monstars are. You know, it's true. Uh, I still haven't gotten through the first Space Jam. I'm working on it. But uh, I think I get the gist, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take the powers of Andrea Bargnani, and because he has like there's a negative energy obviously that surrounds him, and uh, we need to tap into that as well if he's gonna be one of the bad guys. Okay, I like that. Um, he'd get dunked on a bunch, but uh, oh, we got. Bargs, Vince, and JYD, quite the team so far. Uh, <laughs> who, who's, who's coming in? Uh, so the next one, uh, uh, you know, I'm going to surprise people. I'm going to take this out of nowhere, but I'm going to take, uh, I'm between two players and I'm going crazy, but I'll take Damon Stoudemire, Mighty Mouse, because he never played better than he did as a Raptor, so. Great selection. Plus, we'll, we'll Finally, this, I, was, I was this close to saying Muggsy Bows again, but. You know what? Damon's the right pick. We have a point guard. George, uh, please round out this team for us. I would like to round out the team with maybe the most obvious pick. It might be too many guards. I'm not, I don't really remember, but I think we need Kyle Lowry just so we can win. Yeah, we need one of those monsters who is taking a bunch of charges mm -hmm. for some reason. Yeah, and fighting um, with the refs or whoever, you know, yes. standing up for the team. Uh, and and Maddie, please please help us out. Uh, the you know, reserves. Yeah, yeah, the reserves. No, give coach. us a coach here. Who's oh. our monster coach? Uh, obviously, one of the greatest coaches in Raptors history. Kevin O'Neill's coming back. Oh my God! <laughs> Thank you so much for saying Kevin O'Neill. Uh, <laughs> because he's good with Vince. I like it, uh, Maddie. You're 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 a goddamn gem. Uh, we did it. We made it to the end of this uh, this cottage uh, Fort Erie episode. Thanks for everyone for you know bearing with me, uh, George Yao. You're both amazing. 
everyone who's been listening and supporting recently thank you uh it's uh we're feeling it and we're feeling the love but um yeah uh you know you got so much going on i you know i i, I know the fringe is coming up but i know you got a, a lot of stuff so yeah just, just just take it away let people know um what's up thank you thank you very much uh yes uh so toronto fringe is starting on July 21st, uh, I'm uh, the part of the Fringe on Demand. So my show, one of the good ones, will be playing there. So please uh, get a ticket and watch it online. It's a 30 minutes of fun slash thinking. It is my show I describe as a mix between uh, uncomfortable uncomfortable conversations with a black man and Patriot with Hassan Minaj. So. Oh, Plus wow. I that sounds amazing. A lot of jokes. Yeah. Oh, I raised money for it. I shot it on a 4K camera. Uh, yeah. I have PR for it. I, I'm i going all out. My wife directed it. It's the second time she's directed me. The first time we got five stars. So I think I, I think it's uh, pretty good. When is Hell Fringe yeah. again? Fringe, Digital Fringe starts on July 21st. Okay. Very soon. Amazing. Yao yeah. in 4K. Check this man out. Uh, he's incredible. George, uh, what's up? Let, let, let the people know uh, how they can support you because they should. Um, you can Venmo me at Georgia Brooks. Uh, that's Hell how yeah. you can directly. Sp- I have an album you can buy. And um, if you have Sirius Radio and you want to call into the joke station and request me, I get I, that's where I get more money than anything. Wow. You can tell that I'm like a little bit worried about money. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, here are the ways. And also, I think I might come to Toronto maybe in August or October. I know those are two different entire months. But when I get there, y'all could come hang out with me. Okay, hang out with George. Venmo George. If you don't have Venmo, have some cash in hand for when. when yeah, my album's called Toronto. Cash Grab, so you can buy the album anywhere. Called Cash Grab. Literally, give me money. <laughs> <laughs> give George some money. Like we're we're not asking much, except we are asking for direct deposits to a George account. So, mm-hmm. uh, all right. You know, uh, I think we made it to the end here. Thank you, everyone, again, uh, Maddie. If you feel like we're good to go. Please, sir, just give me those sweet words. Okay. Okay.